Hello, my name is Colin. His name is Stu. This is the Evil G Podcast. Good God, I'm loud. Hello. <laughs> Are you very loud? Uh, I just gotta adjust a wee bit so everyone doesn't go deaf. Can't promise anything, though. <laughs> um, yeah, back for another quick podcast. You got your big one last week. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, we didn't do a very good job of uh, actually uh, explaining what the fuck is going on with that stuff. So if anyone's wondering who would like listen to us before we start doing these weekly ones, we started doing weekly ones that which are shorter, interspersed with the fucking really, uh, you couldn't call it regular or irregular podcast. No. Um, mm. And anyone who picked up watching this, you say, but you usually gather in the same place to do a podcast and drink some stuff like not bleach or anything like beer <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, thanks for clearing that up <laughs> we're not that dumb <laughs> yeah but you should be able to listen to both anyway because they're all on the same feed whatever yeah we're all on spotify if you're all on the spotify that's where you find it um anyway we, we had a big week for wrestling um a couple events happened but uh some big gaming news which um mm-hmm. got the timing of this stuff so we all know nintendo just released the uh, announced the new switch which just has the oled screen we chatted about that last week and we're like everyone wanted more power out of a new switch and everyone's like well who's this for no one wants this dude like give me a better switch and then <laughs> valve comes around obviously the guys that uh made steam the big pc store for pc games or the online uh, marketplace um and obviously half-life and they announced the steam deck which is a steam deck it's quite a name isn't it it's pretty cool i know one of the things mm. they were going to call was the steam pal and there, there, was, nah. there was also the Gabe boy. Oh, Jesus. No, <laughs> no, no. Why not? Why not the Gabe boy? That, that's, that, that could just sound so bad sometimes. Like, if, you, if you're trying to shout, what are you playing these days? And you're like, they're like, I'll play the Gabe boy. And they're like, the what? What did you call me? <laughs> Well, obviously, like, uh, that's named after Steam's uh, yeah. CEO, Gabe Newell. Um, I think no, I, I think Steam Deck's just a nice name for President. President Founder, that's what you call it. Yeah, it's a, mm. it's a good name. Uh, and this thing sounds like it's going to be some serious piece of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say piece of kit, and I was like, I hate that term, so I'm gonna pivot and just say thing. Uh, No, it's it's, uh, the first thing I noticed is the sheer size of it. uh, Big seven-inch screen, uh, and which is the same as the Switch OLED, but uh, this has got a lot more going on there. It needs a big-ass battery Mm. and loads of space for cooling, so that's why it is the size that it is. Um. Mm. But I think once you get over, there, there's a threshold there for size of things you'd be willing to carry out. And I don't think it's too outside the uh, that, you know, switch size anyway. 
Well, it's like it's not that much bigger. What, what, the switch is uh, what twenty centimeters across. Uh, maybe a bit more. I know this thing's like thirty. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a good couple of centimeters bigger. But uh, what you uh, get for that? So you you get a, a an AMD uh, processor, like custom made. Uh, does four hundred and forty a giga flops? What you know? <laughs> you understand this? We got one point six teraflops. It sounds like something. That... <laughs> sounds like the thing I used to say to make fun of PC gamers. <laughs> well, this is a PC. Giga flops. This is basically. Oh, a PC. Te oh technically it is. Uh, yeah. So you got the G uh, GPU. So just about this is how many calculations you can do in a second, uh, and all you need ah. to know is. That's a whole pile. Um, you got 16 gigabyte of pretty damn fast RAM, um, mm. and then this first one is um, when they release, which should be in December, is a 64 gigabyte version, which I can see problems with that. Mm. <laughs> but there's going to be a, a 256 gigabyte version and a 512 gigabyte version. Um, mm. The 64 gigabyte uses older older memory so the 256 and 512 use uh nvme uh solid state drives which are the you know the m2 drives mm -hmm. slot right in here and that's the stuff that xbox uh series x and playstation 5 use to be really yep. quick loading um and they're so those will be in the the bigger ones uh, the 64 gig that seems not a wide lot of storage for PC games because they're not showing, for today's games. And they're showing this thing playing things like Control. Um, uh, you know, Aye. recent big games. They said this is going to be able to play. Mm. Um, well, I seen it running Doom Eternal. That's not impressive though. Everything can run Doom Eternal. <laughs> yeah, but Doom Eternal size-wise is a big fucking game. It, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if they got some other mad Ed wizardry that I can fit on the 64 gig fucking Steam Deck. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, well, th that this thing, this thing is it, it's it's fairly it, this thing is fairly powerful. A um, mm. couple other details: it's standard face button layout, A B X Y. Um, you got mm. a D pad. You got left and right analog triggers. Uh, you got left and right bumpers. Um, mm. you got a view and a menu button and four grip buttons on the back as well. Right. Um, <clears throat> now, obviously, you got analog sticks, two analog sticks. They, they have capacitive touch, whatever that is. It's got um, haptic feedback, um, which is what PlayStation 5 uses in its controllers. I don't yep. know how... Will it be anywhere near as good? Um... You've got two trackpads as well. Um, so trackpads, what are they? So that's just like the wee, like the it's like a wee space that you can run your thumb over and probably do. So kind of like the PlayStation's yeah. wee yeah. touch, but okay. And the other set, this is one in uh, just below each analog stick, so you can sort of. Hmm. Don't know why you would use it like that. Like the mind the Steam controller used a trackpad as well. Yeah. Um. And then you've you've got 
gyroscopic shit in there as well, so it can tilt and, and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, resolution is 800p, which, yeah, it's a handheld, you know. That's your... Yeah, yeah, your you, tra- your yeah tra- you don't need 4K for something. Uh. Um, it does have a 60Hz refresh rate. Uh, there is apparently a dock, which is sold separately. Mm-hmm. Which will output the HDMI, so you can can connect to the TV. Um, I know that that's all very impressive, but the, probably the the biggest thing about with this with all that, it only costs fifty pound more than the the new Switch OLED. Mm. Um, and while this doesn't have an OLED screen, you're getting a lot more power. You have, um, you have. Steam is your, uh, you know, game store, which yep. yeah. So anything you already that, own on Steam, you own on this side. Boom. And because it's essentially a PC run, uh, a version of Linux, you can install basically whatever software you want on it. It's completely mm. open. Um, so you know you can go and put Epic Game Store on here, um, and, and use that instead if you want. Uh, and that's. That's the all the, the things it's got over Nintendo. What it's lacking is the fact that they're not Nintendo, though. <laughs> True. That's where, where it all falls apart. But um, so so, what do you think? That can they like make a dent in Nintendo's death grip on the handheld market? You see, my for someone like me who doesn't own a big gaming computer, mm. I would be actually genuinely look, looking at that. Going, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, this is this would be but perfect. Someone like yourself who how already has that big game on PC, honestly, does it does it catch your interest at all? Um, I just like the idea of it, and it makes me want one. Even though I would like, I don't even play games on the go, so I would probably never use this. But like, I just <laughs> want one anyway. It looks cool. Um. It also like like uh, if if you've ever been like a uh, PC gaming, I can't get into that. It's either too expensive. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, mm. like that. This seems to be a thing with you for that price point. I mean, you're not going to be rolling stuff on its highest settings, but you're probably not going to care. But no. you'll just have access to all that shit, all those games, uh, and at re- prices way below. That you would get on a Nintendo console because we we know how Nintendo is very pricing yep. and things never dropping, um, and you can get you can output to a TV. It'll it'll display in 8K at 60 hertz if you have the screen for it. Uh, depending on what you're playing, um, you know, mm. or it'll do it'll do 4K at 120 hertz again, depending on what game you're playing. Not everything will be able to do that, but. It seems like a good sort of entry level into, you know, the world of Steam sales uh, and stuff mm. like that. I keep in mind as well, Game Pass. You could stick the uh, you know the Xbox app on here and get all your Game Pass shit. Yep. Um, Boom. Yeah, it's it's the it has that like here's this is yours and you can pretty much just do whatever you want. Whereas, like, uh... There's a lot of promise behind it. Yeah, but this... Let's not forget the uh, Steam boxes. 
It's true. <laughs> but the thing about them, though, what was the issue with them? The issue with them was that it was really unclear what it actually was or why you would want one. Yeah. Because they they basically meant uh, was like, oh, these are like consoles, Steam consoles, except anyone can make one. And it runs SteamOS and... Mm. Uh, they can put whatever parts you want in it. And it's like, well, how is that any different than a PC just running a uh. customized version of Linux? Um, it's like that really isn't any cheaper either, because you know you're getting the different levels. But the, this is a good sort of here's this is the specs for this thing, and that's it. That and it'll it like you know you can see developers doing games that, that, that here's your fucking Steam Deck mode where it's maybe you know cuts back in the effects and stuff in, in the game yeah. um, but it's like the, the thing about PC gaming as well is like uh, these days like, everything's so scalable um, so like it's surprisingly like people still think it's like a, it has to be this a big expensive thing but like you can get entry level stuff for pretty cheap and play the majority of stuff like me again maybe not the highest settings you playing at 1080p but like it's still it's not a it's not a deal breaker for for getting those games mm. not to me anyway well technically now you're talking about entry level stuff this would be like the cheapest way definitely yeah 350 an entry level 350 quid you're not going to yeah. argue with that it does have expandable memory as well you can stick uh uh, extra SD card in there. Alright, so if you buy the 64 gig, yeah. you think down the line, oh, it'd need a bit more memory? Ah, you can, you can do that? Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. It all seems yeah, but definitely very, uh, catch my interest. There's a really dumb picture, my... a promotional picture that they have here, though. Um, it's... Oh. <laughs> it's They have the Steam Deck on a Wii stand, on a table, and mm -hmm. it's two boys playing with... With like full on fucking fight sticks. I don't know even know what game. I think it's Guilty Gear they're no. playing. <laughs> and it's like the fight sticks are bigger than the thing you're playing on. Uh, why is it not hooked to the TV? Come on, lads. I'm um I'm, I'm one of them is cheating because they're using that hitbox bullshit. Oh, Jesus. you know you know that thing where you can yep like it doesn't instead of a stick it's just got four buttons for the direction so you can hit backwards and forwards at the same time and cheat. Ch cheating by it is cheating. They won't let you use that in a tournament. Oh, 100%. Because they're like, nope. no, that's that's not fair. Um, my only... Oh, it's a very silly thing, but you know the way I love playing old games? Yes. So obviously one of my favourite games of all time is Deus Ex, right? Yeah. I, which I actually bought on Steam, and my wee piece of shit laptop can just about run it. Mm -hmm. But obviously I tried hooking up and it did work. I, I can't hook my PS5 controller into Steam, but and the twin sticks and all. But yeah. the only problem was it registered it as me pressing buttons rather than me using an actual stick. So yeah. I couldn't aim properly. And I'm just wondering if I want to play old games, like say the likes of my well, Unreal tournaments and stuff. Most old games. Is it, am I going to have that problem? Most old games. When because they on the up, Steam Deck. Most of the old games when they're put on Steam do get either they're gonna have proper controller support or or not um like i'll mm. just say use a, a mouse and keyboard it's hard to say we, we all do games yes, but that's but that's what I'm, I'm wondering then are when you have a steam deck though and you don't have the mouse and keyboard 
option. Yeah, because are you could... going to get a sort of warning that tells you right? This mightn't be for you. Well, no, you you get um. So the the thing I I don't know if it's if it's going to have the full or it's going to show you the full Steam library. It might not show you games that the thing can't play because ah. like you know if someone has no controller support at all, like it's not going to mm. run on this, so it probably shouldn't let you let you do it. But Unless, because would they use the trackpads for that? That that's the idea of that was on the the Steam controller. The idea of the trackpad was uh, yeah, play things like you know Civilization. Which it would be mm. hard to play without a mouse, and I'll oh, use this instead. Um, I don't, I don't see that being a pretty good replacement for a mouse. No, but no. Uh, but and speaking of like old games, like you have so much on this as well. If you're you're in the playing, that's the thing. Games. I would love to go back and play old games on Steam. And because it's so, because it's so open, you could. Stick as many emulators as you want on here. True. And just emulate everything. Um, yeah, the, it's it's just what this seems to be like everything that everyone wanted from a new Switch announcement. With obviously you can't get the Nintendo first party games on it, but you know there you go. Mm. It's. Uh, I wonder how long they've been working on this. Probably a good while. They're always at some hardware wise over over there. Mm. They um, they were do trying to, of course, fucking scalpers or goddamn <laughs> nemesis have come up against it. They uh, Valve tr uh, were looking looking at ways of getting around this. So what they've done, um, and it hasn't worked hundred percent, but it's nice of them to try. Um, mm. it was like so you had to pay to pre-order. Or basically, mm. had a slot for for you to order one of these, which would come out. It would come out of your total, you know, price at the end of when yep. when you get it. Um, and so you're doing this from a Steam account, so it's one per Steam account, and the Steam account had to have made at least one per purchase prior to June, two thousand twenty one. So you can't just I'm gonna create a Steam account or I'm gonna create fifty Steam accounts. And just order fifty of these, uh, because yeah, you can't. You would have had it on that month ago. Um, before there, this thing was even known about. Yeah, there is there there are still ones up on eBay now going for like a grand, which is really really <laughs> stupid because you can still go get one from Valve. You <laughs> might you might not get it into you won't get it in December. They they switch the uh, if you order one now you you're expected dispatch is Q1 of 2022 but even if you ordered one before when it was December it's not a guarantee to get December it's like the mm -hmm. aim for December they gave no guarantees so I just in case you're like I imagine people will go look first before going to a scalper it's like check oh. their stock there first um, I'm curious to how the scalpers are still tr like this is obviously some asshole that's had a Steam account and just thought, I'll pre-order one and try and sell it for a grand. I must... Uh, must just people like doing a one-time thing. It's like, can't shove that up your hole. I because you only allowed one as well. You yeah. can't pre-order, like... <laughs> and then if you create a new Steam account, you can't order one from there. Uh, and who the hell has 50 old Steam accounts where they've made 50 different purchases? 
Uh, uh, no. I, I, people are still trying, won't they? Aye. Uh, uh, it's a bollocks, eh? Um, it is a good idea that Valve did that, though. I like that idea. Yeah. I I was just shocked that it so. didn't stop them, though. It's fucking nuts. It's like, what are you getting at? I'm looking at ones here. The most expensive one is £1,200. <laughs> no, that is that is the half a terabyte one. Which... Uh, Wait, you can't pre-order that one yet? I didn't think you could. I you thought can't? It, I, no. So, I don't know what they're selling. <laughs> yeah, I. So, looking at these, it's a 700.256 gig one. Pre-order ships in December. Liar, liars and bastards. And then Aye. there's one of 500 gig. Saying same day dispatch. Same day as what? What the fuck are you talking about? Okay. Yeah, the, these are none of these are the actual one that's up for order. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I stay away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. Hey. That's a, a lot of fucking nonsense to go through. They, they, uh, they make. So what was that? Someone seven hundred pound for the two hundred fifty gig one. Which will cost four hundred and fifty nine pound. So the the guts of two hundred and forty pound. You're going through a lot of shite having to deliver this thing out to mm. people. Is it is that really worth it? A scalper say. Balance, man. Absolute balance. So moving on. But to all in all, the device does look pretty good. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing it in action. Hopefully, at some stage. Mm. I usually get one. Um, yeah, I should. So, next thing, uh, just quickly, I think we spoke about before, um, Rockstar going after mods, and they all came to an agreement, and mm. now uh, apparently Rockstar, or Tech2, or whoever, um, have sneakily changed that agreement, and they're going after mods again. Uh, uh, this fucking shit. Uh, what harm are they doing? They agreed to stay away from the multiplayer stuff. They stayed away from the multiplayer stuff, and then they come through and they start doing. Uh, they're starting to file DMCA takedowns for um, map mods. There's uh, GTA 3 Portland, uh, Vice City overhaul. Um, you know stuff. Yeah, like so this is fans just doing stuff for the single player, yeah. having a bit of fun. They're not causing any trouble for people Aye. playing online and and one of well, the th things in the agreement they agreed to as well is like oh you can't you can't uh take any um assets from previous games and bring them in to gta 5 mm. or into the rage uh uh engine um mm -hmm. but all these all these people have made these from scratch um but they they've done this. They've updated the agreement, um, which adds in this weird disclaimer, um, which is basically to say they can override anything. Uh, so now you can't even make new stuff. So they basically this this kills their their whole modern thing. And modern mm. is there. I don't know why you'd want to stop it because it creates sales for your games. Someone's going to yeah, go out there and, and see a mod, I and 
go, oh, that looks really cool. I must go buy Grand Theft Auto Five so uh, I can mm-hmm. install mods and then never play them. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you that. made that sale because of a mod. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Fuck that. I don't. I, if they're if they're just doing it for the single player, I don't see the harm in letting the modders have their fun. Because they're not affecting the game for anybody else. And like you say, someone sees a video on YouTube of, oh, look, you can, I don't know, an example, you can play fucking, I don't know, Hulk in GTA 5 or some shit, and you're running around just being a big son of a bitch wrecking a place. Somebody might turn and go, oh, that looks class, but oh, I don't own GTA. Oh, I'll go ahead and pick it up for a couple of pounds and get this mod. There you go, you've made a seal. Yeah. Now you're taking that away. Aye. It just seems... It's like the whole golden eye thing over again. So, uh, yeah, yeah, same thing. We're always like giving off about this shit. There's <laughs> like mm. people, people like coming up with theories like, oh, maybe they're doing like remakes of those games that are going to come out. No, it's so so they're getting rid of these mods, but no, that's not good, not good enough reason to stop people. It's fucking stupid. But yeah. Yeah, because if you wanted to go that theory, then how the hell did Resident Evil 2 ever get remade? Why didn't Capcom just go, nah? Well, they they did come in and hire yeah, they the hired people the guys. that were doing it. Aye. They're like, aye, we were actually thinking about this. This looks pretty awesome. Uh, do you want to come work for us and help us with the remake? They're like, aye, okay. So if they were planning a remake and then they were really impressed with these mods... Surely they'd be contacting them. Well, you'd like to think, you know, you'd have the sense to do that. If they sat and built all this from scratch. Uh, even that's different. It's, that's, they were remaking Resi 2 and the Unreal Engine from the ground up. Um, which is, mm. oh yeah, you're, you're making an entirely new thing. But modding's always been a, a thing that you do. And it's, it gets huge community. It keeps your game going after the fact. And and people gen generally do this for free. Um, yeah, if it like, wasn't for mods, you wouldn't have things like Team Fortress or or you know Counter Strike or things like that. So modding's pretty damn important. Aye, it's, there's so many things in modding. So like, it's guys doing it for. I know a lot of guys will do Patreons now, but that's just to fucking support them. And uh, you know, it's an optional mm. thing that mods usually still go out for free. And keep in mind as well, this is your next generation of talent that yeah. they're practicing on this shit. This is the people that are going to be making games. Um, I said, don't for- forget that. So it's like yeah, you'd rather have them working for you than go getting pissed off and making their own fucking game and blowing yours out of the water. <laughs> hey, I know obviously GTA is a juggernaut in the world of games, but can you imagine if all these modders have been told right, no more of this? get all pissed off and band together and make a game and it turns out to be fucking incredible and fucking Rockstar like shit our new GTA might and sell too well if everyone's playing this instead now well I think those it'd that, be a mad situation <laughs> but they <laughs> a modern group would have to like find you know a couple of hundred million lying around somewhere to get started <laughs> on that but it's uh, they, they, hey, like you say Patreon in, in the past modders have been responsible for finishing games that never got finished. There's like um, yep. Knights of Old Republic 2 mm-hmm. re- released in a 
not completely finished state. Um, and there was, you know, fan-made patches to, to get that and, you know, restore cut content. Um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines uh, was an R one where they just ran out of money on it and just had to release it as is, had problems, and then there was fans came along and fixed a lot of those problems. Um, you're talking about Deus Ex there. They done the whole thing with the you know the up-res textures and that and uh, yeah fixing weed things in complete the complete overhaul yeah and that's all stuff that some some boys did for no money i think somebody did just a, because they loved somebody the did a similar thing for the first half-life didn't they yeah there was a full uh, full remake of half-life and that was another one where Fa- valve saw that and that, that's pretty cool let's get that up on mm. steam that that's how it should be there. No, like, oh, stop that now. Uh, that's that's <laughs> our our intellectual property. Is fuck off, you twats. That we're not doing anything with. <laughs> it might be yours, but you're fucking abusing it. Mm. <laughs> abusing it. Um. Uh, moving off that then. So, so she. This DLC then. Yeah, I'll spend a, I'll spend a couple of minutes just because believe it or not, there isn't that. There's not. I won't say there's not a lot to it, but um, so basically, Streets of Rage Four, fucking game we loved last year. Uh, we were always saying there were certain people who had too good of a character model not to be playable, and uh, eventually it happened. So we've got mm-hmm. three new characters in Estelle, Max, and Shiva. Um, so you get you can play those characters through the story mode, or the, your standard mode, and everything. Um, and everyone, well, all the HD characters have palette swaps now, so you've like four different palette swaps for each character, so you can uh-huh. just change how you look and stuff. This is this is the uh, that was added for free, and in the survival mode, which yeah. is your new mode, it's like a roguelike version of Streets of Rage. So you'll get an arena. You survive it, and you'll have three choices, and you have to choose a power-up, but each one will do something good for you, but also have a wee negative effect. So you have to right. see how many levels you can survive. Oh, I like that. And then like when the you do that, that... Yeah. And when you do that, you actually can unlock brand new moves for your characters, which you can then take into the normal story mode. So not only have you got new colors, you've new moves for everyone by the way not just the new characters the original people all they've done these new animations for them so they have new moves uh and they also added in the kangaroo (laughs) but he is not an unlockable he is a cheat he is an old school cheat you have to go and stick that cheat you have to figure out the cheat code (laughs) or just google it (laughs) <laughs> but um, like I did. <laughs> but um, uh, it's the survival mode's pretty cool, and of course, with uh, new mode brings new music. Sadly, they couldn't get the same guy because he's working on uh, a new game. But who they did get was pretty damn cool. They got the guy that done the music for Sonic Mania. Ah, good choice. So he has done the a uh, very good choice. Um. So he's done the, the new survival mode music for Streets of Rage 4, and it just fits really well. And the pretty cool thing is, he's sort of based... You can tell he's based certain uh, bits off Streets of Rage 2 
And he has used certain qualities of Streets of Rage. The sort of better songs in Streets of Rage 3, he's borrowed wee qualities from them. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. And it's only a fiver. <clears throat> I must pick it up. Play some more of that. Mm. Oh, it's fantastic. Like I say, three new characters, new survival mode, uh, new moves and everything. So, they've, they've added quite a bit to it. But they have said this is not the only DLC. So... People are thinking they're going to do like a whole new big proper base mode. Uh, story, maybe stories and stuff. Like a... uh, well, people are reckoning what they're actually going to do is a whole HD version of Streets of Rage 2. That would be pretty cool. Like, but, uh, uh, with uh, the new, uh, new art style of it? Uh, the whole new art style. So basically, Streets of Rage 2 would be hand-drawn. And you know what? You'd be going to go, oh, but I've played through Streets of Rage 2 before. And you're like, who gives a fuck? It looks amazing now. And you've got all these new characters to play with <laughs> and all these new moves to play with. And no, then you could sort of revamp the Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack. <laughs> so, I definitely yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd fucking yeah. pay 20 quid. I'd, I'd be game for that. I'd, yeah, I would. I, I like that, uh, that art style as well. I am a fan of pixel oh, art, but I do, like, I do like the hand-drawn stuff. Hmm. So of course I'm I'm well chuffed because my favorite Street Rage Two character is now playable as Big Max. Mm. So I'm I'm well happy. Right, shall we move on to wrestling then? Since uh, oh yes, we have quite a bit to cover. It's a big weekend, so let's um, let's start with Fighter Fest, uh, week one, mm -hmm. night one, which took place in Texas in front of a live crowd again. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's just real good to to see the live crowds back because they, uh, and they you can tell they're happy to be back there, going nuts for everything. Yeah, we're in this we're in this sort of period now where everything is everyone's going fucking crazy, no matter what's going on. So everything's <laughs> over, <laughs> and it's really good. Yeah, uh, it actually makes the show just feel amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, so. This past Wednesday, um, anyway, I had the night one of Fighter Fest and some big matches here. So we kicked off with an IWGP United States Championship match: John Moxley versus Carl Anderson. Um, this this was really good. It was I, uh, um, and I think that that's kind of a big deal. That's John Moxley's first time back. Well, it's only their second week in front of crowds, but it's his first match gets a fucking hell of a reception mm. um carl anderson good guy to to challenge for the, the title he's obviously you know bullet club original in new japan um the it the, was very hard hitting the two of them weren't afraid to give yeah. each other a good slap were they <laughs> yeah i like the way that that happens so it's like well, when this title's defended the wgps obviously a, a new japan title um Change the style changes slightly. Everyone gets a wee bit mm. laid in a wee bit better. <laughs> it's like it, they, they do the go rule, for that. Part. I like the way they use the new Japan rules as well. Yes, so the twenty second cut uh, count out stuff like that. Does that mean mm. you're allowed to kind of if you're outside, fucking wheel away with the chairs? Because they can they can in New in, Japan. In New Japan, they kind of let that slide. It's usually if you're obviously the the pandemic changed this, but if you were in the crowd, outside the actual, you know, railings, you could just wheel uh, those three chairs and there's nothing the referee can do. 
mean, I don't know, they might, uh, they might let that slide. Yeah. Uh, if any two people were to do it, it would be Mox and Anderson. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so as you said, it was a good, hard-hitting match. Um, really good kickoff to the show. Um, just them two just beating the absolute fuck it. They're just doing that standoff and we're going to elbow each other in the face here for a while. <coughs> um, yeah, eventually Moxley comes out on top um, and we also get set up for his next defence, which is next week mm. in a Texas death match against the man he won the title from, Lance Archer. That's going to be mad. Wasn't that also a Texas death match or some sort of death match? Oh yeah, well, it was a Texas death match. That's why they're doing it in Texas. Mm. So because uh, um, the first one was in be Japan. Nuts. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That, that was the funny thing about that. Is is one of, is Archer from Texas or something? I'm not sure. It may just be because they're in Texas, like. I know, uh, but when they were in New Japan, didn't wasn't it a Texas death match? Uh, right. That's what uh, I'm thinking. I'm, you see? I'm not sure. Um, but I, good, um, good opening match. Good opening match. I completely forgot, but we completely forgot to mention that uh, when the match started, fucking Kingston just ran at Gallows, and them two started baiting lumps at oh, each other I, as well. I just took him out. <laughs> Brilliant. The the energy them two coming to the rings, brilliant, eh? Aye. Um No, it's uh Aye. Fucking fucking great though those two they they've been doing really good work. Um I just for mm. for uh Kingston's antics around the outside as well. It's good shit. <laughs> um next match was finally see Ricky Starks getting back in the ring after his broken neck scare, um, and we got this Team Taz stuff coming to a head, so it's Brian Cage defending the FTW Championship against Ricky Starks, both Team Taz guys, uh, they've been hinting at dissent in Team Taz, and mm. uh, this is kind of it. Now, in this match, I felt, did, did it feel to you that maybe Brian Cage was almost afraid to go full fucking tilt yes on Starks just in case there was a few times I noticed Cage was being very um, gentle <laughs> I don't soft. know aye aye he wasn't even put the usual force behind things he would uh, I think it was it was easy to see that he wasn't doing his usual fucking just I'm gonna throw you around and there's nothing you can do about it hmm I it's it maybe wasn't as as good as I thought it was gonna be. It's like it is that like Brian Cage seemed off his game. There's a couple of wee, wee mm. sort of botchy awkward moments, and I like I said, mm. it, it seemed like he he was it was because he's maybe afraid to hurt him, which is like eh, fair enough. You can't if that's his reasons, you can't fault the guy. I would say like Ricky Starks, uh. Jesus Christ, the the fucking reception he got he was supposed to be the heel in this situation 
Yes, it was. I'm, I bet you they were a bit confused. Like, why am I getting so much fucking reception? I know well, Starks Rick, is fucking a lovable. He lives in Texas. Oh, he, does he? He's originally from New Orleans, but he lives in Texas. Mm -hmm. So, ah, right, so he's kind, kind, kind of the hometown hero. Yes, exactly. So that's that's right. what happened there. Um, but yeah, um, so we. At the end of this match, we get the, they they do a cool we uh, sort of double you know a double swerve. <laughs> so uh, as uh, when Starks goes to grab the FTW title to cheat, um, yes, Big Will Hobbs grabs it and won't give it to him, um, and then Hobbs ends up hitting Cage with it instead. Uh, on purpose, it's not like he missed. And uh, Starks gets the three. We got a new FTW champion, and Cage is left in the ring, being like, "What the fuck?" And uh, Taz, Taz comes down, laughing at all. He was on commentary again. It was fucking great. Taz on commentary, trying to be impartial, but he clearly isn't impartial. He wants Ricky Starks yeah. to win, but he's like, oh, "Talk to both the guys. They're on that. Like, okay, fuck up, Taz. This is this is a setup." <laughs> It's a fucking setup. <laughs> you want your your weak, uh, shitty title off Brian Cage? <laughs> and there's no way you're taking it off him unless you either beg for it or cheat. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That that's not done yet. So this will probably this will be having no. go. Uh, that's a pro proper face turn for for Cage, even though it didn't seem like it because of the. <laughs> the crowd reception, but I um, <laughs> um, hopefully the the reaction to 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 Starks shows like yeah you you've got something special there um I mm. and it was it was definitely a case of fans just fucking loving that guy so I uh after that. We get the um the spot where Cody Rhodes comes running out to commentary. Grabs mm. grabs a grabs a headset and then starts getting on the Malachi Black. It's like, oh we don't don't do that around here. It's like a phone call would have sufficed. <laughs> it's like I know what you're trying to do, but what what the fuck do you do that for? And then he then he goes, I need a fucking this isn't enough. I need a mic and gets in the ring, starts cutting a a promo on uh, Alistair Black, Alistair no, Malachi 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 Black, <laughs> who then appears on the screen, um, and cuts a like he he gives a he speaks really well. Especially like he's not he's, he not, does. he's not American like English isn't his first language. Um and he he's shocked. Where is he good. Norwegian or something? Is he not Dutch? Is he Dutch? I, I, I could I was one of I was the accent was so I was sort of going is he Nordic of some stage? Uh yeah, he's Dutch. He's, he's from Alkmaar okay. in Netherlands. Cool. Uh so yeah, so wait, what does uh, Cody say to him again? He's all, um... He's, he's, he, call, he says to Cody about uh, not wanting to see him, wanting to deal with him or something. And Cody's so, all, why so don't he, you come he, down here and say that face-to-face? -face? 
Uh, he does the whole horse promo, which is kind of like the promo Cody cut yes. about about uh, Dustin way back two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of turned that around on It's like the putting down a horse. I uh, come say. I can say it was putting down iron. Aye. Aye. So he does the the after that the come say it in the face, and he's uh, was he saying? I'm so glad you said that, or I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> yeah. And then the lights go out. I was out. hoping you would say that. Aye. Lights go out, and then <laughs> there's Malachi in the ring. Um. It was class the contrast between them because obviously Cody came out in a big white suit, yeah. which he sort of normally wears anyway. He normally yeah. wears quite light colours anyway, yeah. so it wasn't like it was unusual. I you didn't. But it just looked so to, good. Uh, Malachi dressed all in black, and then <laughs> I hope Black wins and he's bound, eh, man. Okay, it would not make Jordan? sense to bring him in, make a big deal, and then beat him. AEW, everyone has to fight Cody first. <laughs> it kind of is that way, isn't it? But it's a really good starting match to have, though. I mean, Cody is he's not the greatest wrestler, but he's not, like... hes I've never seen him really do a bad match. Mm. He's not going to do a Kenny Omega fucking amazing fucking, you know, your jaws no. on the floor, but you're no. not going to sort of be bored watching a Cody match either. Yeah. Um... Uh, it's it's gonna be good to see what what he can do. Now he's sort of off the leash. Malachi. I Donald. have a horrible confession. What? I've never watched an Alistair Black match or a Malachi, whatever you want to call. I hear he's really good though. <laughs> you don't watch WWE or anything, so why would you? I do. I did used to catch out catch up with NXT now and then, but I never managed to catch Alistair Black. I well, I don't think he was there for a massively long time. Um, All right. Before he got called up. So, next segment. I like then. his look. Oh, yeah, he does look fucking great. But, yeah, look forward to hearing his theme music because it's going to be hard to beat his NXT one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, next segment, we got uh, a Tony Schiavone interview with Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> and. Uh, Sorry, this bit was amazing for me. Yeah. So th- this is his official challenge to Kenny Omega. Um, and then we get all the elite coming down. And then we get all Dark Order coming down. Um, and Kenny sets him a challenge. Which, you know, Hangman didn't have to do this. You are number one contender. There's a ranking system mm-hmm. here and you're at the top of it. But um, it's basically all of our guys versus all of your guys. Um, and if Page and Dark Order win, Dark Order get a tag title shot. So it's not it's not as if he's saying, you have to do this to face me, because he has a right to face him already. So they were smart in doing this, but it's like Page isn't going to turn down an opportunity to get Dark Order a tag title match. Um, mm. But if Page loses, his title shot's gone. Um mm. So, aye. Uh, no, a really good segment. Um, it's like, uh, and Paige referred to, like, Dark Order as us, we. Y- yep. Dark Order doesn't back down. So, um... Is he, is he, is he a member now, or is he still just really good buddies? I, oh. <laughs> I don't know. 
You see him coming out in purple soon? Oh, that'd be so cool! <laughs> I I say he will have some purple gear made for for the, the match, match itself. So it's going to be a 10-man. Ten, ten is it elimination? It is elimination, aye. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good way because, like, you're thinking... So if, if Hangman's title shot is at all out, which is in September, what do you do for August and the rest of July? This will this will be good. Mm. Um, I don't think the match itself. Uh, I can't see the ten man being at all out. That's too long to wait for that, and then uh, you've got a lot of a lot of time to fill for the next. Um, the the next pay per view because that that gear November time uh, that that match has to be a pay per view it just has to be like you couldn't uh, you couldn't do that one on Dynamite the Page versus uh, Kenny uh, so nah, you've been building too long for it so <clears throat> uh, so up next we had a a feud that's been running for twenty three years <laughs> Matt Hardy and Christian Cage. Um, Fantastic, hey? I it's mad. Obviously, these guys they're they're not as quick as they used to be, but they're still still. But they just done a different style of match. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still sort of can put on a decent match. Um, yeah, Hardy being a lot like more the more sort of aggressive one. Um, mm. and uh. Cage, then is is comebacks and and that uh, we better um, referee fucking nonsense in the middle of it. Um, yep. Obviously, you've Hamley, Hamley, the Hardy family office round the ring, uh, and then uh, eventually Cage wins, uh, and then he's about to get the shit kicked out of him, and Jungle Boy Luchasaurus come out. And everyone has a big celebration at the end. Yay. Mm. Do you think that's done, though? Don't know. No, that'll never be done. How would that, <laughs> how would that put an end to 23 years? Oh, no, true. It was actually surprised. Cause I, have to admit, I was at first, I was a bit worried. Because I know uh, Matt and Christian, they're a bit of uh, older chaps. But... Really good match, really enjoyable, and uh, I enjoyed it because isn't the thing wasn't Christian was a heel wasn't his usual thing to grab the ref and low blow. Oh, aye, he was wild for that. But Matt did it to him. Aye, <laughs> I was, I was like, I sort of just went, oh, that's kind of cool. It was, it's happened to him now. Next to me, spitting in his face. I <laughs> <Aye>, fuck it. <laughs> did that to Randy Orton before. Um, mm. uh, after that way the. Uh, a quick promo from Miro, who's talking about thank or thanking God for giving him a, a hot wife that can do the splits. <laughs> Calls himself the Redeemer. She has to show up. I know. See if she doesn't get signed. Talking w. about her. Too, <laughs> talking about her too much. Uh, and then we have a Tony Schiavone introducing Britt Baker for a quick promo with Nyla. Um, she was brutal. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, she made the comment about uh, Vicky. You're only relevant because of your le- second name, 
Are you only relevant? Sorry, no. Oh. But, um, yep. Yeah, good shit. Um, I, Britt Baker's a face, and they should probably just accept that. <laughs> People yeah. like her too much. Um, but uh, I like, I would like, like, let people think she's a face all she wants. Like, she's going up against Nyla Rose, who mm-hmm. is an out and heel anyway, so, um, but mm-hmm. still have her be that fucking, that bitchy promo style, because that's, that's what's got her mm-hmm. where she is now. She can't stop doing that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's literally what put her on the map. Aye. Beforehand, she was just a goody-goody face, Aye, and it wasn't really working for her too well. Blander. Um, uh, so, after that, we had Sammy Guevara versus Wheeler Yuta. Um, which was just a Sammy hometown guy, just to get him out there. Yeah. Uh, and this guy, Weir Yuta, is getting uh, a lot of attention. Um, mm. Had seen a couple of matches. He actually has wins on Dark, which is odd. Um, so mm. maybe something might become him. There, here, here he is getting a Dynamite match. So that's that's a big deal. Um, a lot of people talking about him. Yeah. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus Penelope Ford. It's a good match. This was a good match. Um, I saw her match on Dark <coughs> against um, Kylan King, and it was nothing against Kylan King or either. It was just like the two weren't on the same page, and it was really bad. No. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. think it was anyone. Fuck you, Kylan King's pretty good as well. Um, but yeah, she's only uh, been go- wrestling for eighteen months or something too. Yeah, yeah, she. Uh, um, I think I'm. Uh, my guess was that this is her first opponent that doesn't speak English, and it just was a bit. Yeah. Communication yeah. breakdown. Although Penelope Ford was her neck. How her neck didn't break, I don't know. Because no, the way I, I'm just calling it the horror movie move now. You know what she does, like the bridge and Indian Deathlock thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then we Yuki started crawling towards the ropes. Fucking Penelope's neck was like bending round the wrong ways to allow her to crawl. I was like, how the fuck is her neck not snapping? Uh, and then she does it again. I, uh, this so, is uh, uh, I, I, it, it's a it, it was a good match. No real like the only mm-hmm. reason for it was hey Yuki's back. Um, yeah. Because everyone loves Yuka. Um, but yeah. We not her. Uh, then there our main event, the coffin match. This is a good one. Some bike spots here. Aye. Uh, um, Paige is a fucking beast, man. I know Darby's probably not the heaviest person in the world, but fucking hell, uh, Paige just fucks him around like he weighs nothing. So at the the start of this one, we got the obvious out of the way. Is Scorpio Sky mm. tries to get involved? Sting comes out and stops him. Although I liked how Scorpio showed up, though he was in the coffin and he came out with the roses between his teeth and all, and then he wails Darby in the face. <laughs> uh, oh, that was brilliant. Uh, so this uh, just fighting all about the fucking place. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Ethan Page blading uh, at at some point. Um, we get a top mm. rope equals age, which is the crucifix powerbomb. Onto steps. Onto ring steps. <laughs> that looks fucking sore. Um, yep. And then we... Uh, what was it? That the, the funny thing again was that Alan's had... Well, Page was on the, the apron. Alan went up with the skateboard yep. and... 
the the, uh, the the stomp of the skateboard on his back. Uh, Page yep. falls into the coffin. Alan shuts the lid and then wins, but still not happy with that. Does a coffin drop through the coffin on the page. <laughs> Just definitely put a nail on that so it has no pun intended. Nice, nice, nice big fucking moment to, to end the, the show. A good moment for Darby, eh? Aye, and that's probably them. Very them, Darby uh, moment. That's probably them done with that feud. I'd say so, eh? Uh, they don't want no more of that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that so that was Dynamite. Um, Good show. Now let's move on to the other big show this weekend. No, I'm not talking about Money in the Bank. <laughs> so, <laughs> was that this weekend? That was this weekend. John Cena came back. <laughs> Holy that? shit! I didn't even the, know the reception John Cena got. I'd roof say the roof came off. Off the place, hey. Oh, Jesus, hey. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so Impact's anniversary. Um, they've been tightening this one for a while. Uh, I will say up front, all, all they're slabbering about who's going to be there. It's like, not really many people. A couple that you meet yeah. more of that than the problem. Because you compared it to last, last year's, year's was a bit more. <laughs> yes. Because uh, last a, year's was definitely more. Whoa! They had all those releases, um, and then a bunch of people showed up, and they were sort of very much playing on that again. And um, nothing against Chelsea Green or anything, but like, is she, yeah, yeah. she was the only released wrestler to show up, wouldn't she? That just got. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, well, this uh, runs through the. Oh, and 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 Mickey. Oh, that's right, right. Which didn't even. Yeah. Uh, um. Right. So first match up, uh, we have a tag team match: Fire and Flavor versus the Decay. Um. Mm. Which is. Uh, so Havoc has now officially joined Decay. Yeah, they're, they're just called Decay. So. There you go. Fuck. Do you know what I always enjoy? And this might—I'm not trying to sound rude, but I always enjoy the fucking sheer size difference of everyone else and Havoc. I should big she's, lady like. She's, I think she's like six two as well. So even height wise, yeah. she's just tires over everybody. Yeah. Uh, that's uh. Ah, uh, she's. Fucking huge. Maybe he just throws people yep. around. Kira Hogan's it's just these are very small, <laughs> so it doesn't <laughs> Um But good match. Yeah, good good solid match. It was the, this was in the pre show as well. So it was an opener. Mm. Um them appearing in front of some fans for the first time as well, not a lot, maybe that's right. A hundred nah, I'd so. say hundred tops. It's a small studio. I'm yeah. surprised they even managed to put anyone in. Uh, so, and and we have Havoc getting the win here because uh, she mm. had a sleeper on her and then she got that into a tombstone and, and ended it. So we have How do you do that again? Well, the sleeper's behind you up over your head. Oh, right. I was trying there. to remember how the hell you... <laughs> okay, got you. Just the sheer power of Havoc, yeah, right. Like, if some of the, like, it was on her back, wasn't it? And she... Ah. Yeah. Just flipped her over to the front. 
Sorry. I was trying to remember how that happened. Yeah. So first uh first official match of the, the pay per view we have Ultimate X match, which when's the last time you had one good. of these? Uh about four years ago? This is for the, the X Division Championship. This is kind of the signature match for this title where it's suspended in uh, above the ring like a ladder match, but there's no ladders. There are At the ring post, there are four like struts with uh, a cable going between them, forming an X across the ring, and you have to somehow get across those cables to the belt in the middle. Um, which is always... And I these matches always produce some fucking crazy spots um mm. and that's and that's what you were getting here um yeah. there was some cracking moments with we rohit raju who he was like the the comedic effect in this match because he couldn't reach the cables because he was too small <laughs> so he was trying all these different ways of trying to get the belt down so first he tried to lasso it and he couldn't get it, and then he had like a metal hook, and he kept getting attacked when he was trying to use it, and then he tried to climb on someone's shoulders. And <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that was that was actually well done with him. And we we had that uh, that crazy spot with the Canadian destroyer off the shoulders. Oh, fucking! Um, I forgot about P that. Pete Williams doing the the just Canadian destroyer. It was Raju Miguel. Oh, no, no, uh, it was to Chris no, Bay, I, who was on the shoulders of Alex. Yeah, he was just firing Canadian Destroyers everywhere because he's the guy that invented the Canadian Destroyers. So <laughs> he's a but that one was insane. Yeah. But, uh... But, uh, even the spot at the end I thought was brilliant where both Josh and... Who was it he was against? Was it Trey, Mc Trey Miguel and Josh both had the belt? So the belt was actually unclipped, but they were both holding it. Yes, yes. And Ace Austin was about to jump, and you thought, oh shit, he's going to jump and steal the belt from the two of them. And then fucking Josh just, Alec, or just elbows uh, Wee Miguel out of the way, and he retains his belt. Uh, uh, interesting for the two guys getting it at the same time. Uh, that, was, that was a very good match. Um uh, and then the X Division uh, X Ultimate X is always always good as long as you have the right guys and you mm. had six great high flyers in that match. Yeah, it's good that they don't do them very often as well. It's like it'd be mm. like, uh, like they shouldn't do the thing where oh there has to be an Ultimate X match every year. It's like there really doesn't. Mm. No, 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 no. Keep it keep it special. Um, next up, we had a, a mixed tag match. It's going to be Brian Myers and Tennille Dashwood. Uh, versus Matt Cardona, his podcast partner, um, versus question marks, and it's like, no. I wonder who this is gonna be. <laughs> so yeah, it's Chelsea Green. Uh, it's his fiance who just yep. got let go from the WWE. Um, yeah, it was a fine match. The biggest thing about it was Chelsea yeah. Green coming back and doing this. Yeah, that's this whole, that's what the whole I'm a yeah. half crazy person and. She had a crazy bride gimmick, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, because right, that was her. Th she got left at the altar, and she went insane. Hmm. Aye. No, it was, it was fine. Obviously, the, the biggest thing of that is is Green coming back, yeah. and obviously Cardone and Green win. Um, mm. it, is that the end of that, then? Or, uh... Not too sure. Uh, I would assume it's probably done. They've been at it, going at it for a while now. I think uh, Brian Myers is just doing the 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 sort of he's got this wee protege 
Mm. He was feuding more with Jake something anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um. So after that match, we have Eddie Edwards versus W. Morrissey, big Cass, as he's known by mm. most people. Uh, I didn't like this match. Like, I I'm glad that Morrissey got over his problems. He's clean now. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, fair play to you, but like. Then the bell rings, <laughs> and it's—he's—he's yeah. uh, just—he's—it's just his style is not for me. And like, like this match was just him throwing Edwards about, really. And it's Edwards just are... so slow and plodding. Uh, and uh, it's not Eddie Edwards' style of match either. No, well, I, 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 I don't it, really it know had... much about Eddie Edwards, but I. I Eddie Edwards is technically fucking fantastic, man. He's te- yeah. just technical in the ring is brilliant, and it just didn't suit him this match, and he didn't get to even do much because Morrissey's too fucking lanky to to do any of his submissions and shit on. So it was just a, it just wasn't a great fucking match for either of them. Yeah, and then Morrissey wins, um, and he cheats too, doesn't he? That's some of the yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Because yeah, he, he he tries several he tries several moves and Edwards won't stay down, so he has to cheat to beat him. Mm. Uh, next up, what was this? Is this actually a fucking match? Was it Saban? No, no, it was the uh, Fulton and Shera versus oh, right. Finjus. <laughs> I was like, I Finjus is back. Okay. Um, I think that was just a sort of thing to sort of go, hey, they're here so you can watch the next couple of episodes and they'll be here too. It's like, see, when we fired up all those New Japan signs, we weren't lying. I, I don't know who put that nah. picture of Okada in there. <laughs> uh, if I find out who put that picture of Okada <laughs> yeah, in there. that's not good. So next up is uh, Chris Saban versus Moose. Uh, mm. uh, Chris Saban did Chris his Saban. best. That's all I can say. He does. He's like Saban. is fucking good. Moose is just a fucking. He just sucks talent out of the air. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say it there. He's the drizzling shits. He is the drizzling shits. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about no, this. So to say. It's it's Moose. Fuck No, me. nothing really <laughs> happened either. But <laughs> thankfully, Saban won. Uh, um. So next up. Uh, we have a fatal four-way for the Impact Tag Championship, uh, where we have Violet by Design. Uh, which which two was it again? Rhino and uh, Doring. Doring eh? Big Rhino still out of eh? uh, Swan, Rich One, and Willie Mack. Uh, we had the Good Brothers. I love them too. And then and those b- two. Big Fala, and some more question marks. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about this. He didn't really have to. He he done his wee stupid shit at the start of the match. I did, who the fuck was he again? I've completely forgotten. No way, Jose. Oh fuck, that's right. Christ, fuck. <laughs> but that's the thing. He done his stupid shit at the start of the match, and then thankfully they went right. You've had your wee moment. Now go stand over there and yeah, uh, let let the actual tag match happen. He's ridiculous looking too, though. Just distracts from everything. Uh, Just go away. I I don't like. Yeah, no, all right. He had a wee moment. We rich one. Yeah. 
but it's I he's shit. He but, but yeah, yeah. Which one? I uh, didn't know who he was. Ah, uh, <laughs> you don't like I don't know where where he was before that or what he did, but Jesus Christ! I don't, like. <laughs> It's like our word changes again. It's like, oh, we got Louis Jose. He's like, fuck, no. <laughs> this is a bad thing. It's like, have a bit of respect for yourselves, Impact. You don't need to do that. <laughs> he must have been so last minute. Aye. So who? Because obviously TJP, he must have been hurt or something. It's yeah, like, yeah. Anybody know anybody? Was supposed to be TJP. Um. But yeah, it's it's not. You do that thing where it's only two people in at the same time, um, and anyone can tag ah. anyone. I never like that about the multi-team matches. I think it should be if it's a triple threat tag team, have three people in. If it's a four-way tag mm. team, have four people in. Uh, but no one does that. Um, Good Brothers get away, get the the titles here again. Um, sort of hot potato in these ones a bit. Uh, they are a wee bit, but I'm hoping they're going to sit on the Good Brothers for a good while now. And I would just like to point out that as soon as soon as they had them, fucking big gallows is flapping it around like yep. a big penis. Yep. <laughs> what else? <laughs> um, next match, probably the second best match of the night. Um, Diana Perazzo. Oh yes. Defending her title and against question marks. against question marks, and those question marks turn out to be Thunder fucking Rosa. Ah, uh, Jesus oh, man. Christ! I think the the roof came off your fucking fat. I know. So we, we all popped. Love that. I <laughs> um, I if you're gonna have someone come in, open challenge. It's like, hey, Thunder Rosa, get in there. Um, a uh, great match. Um, brilliant match. I uh, if you ever had any, I know you had doubts about Perazzo, but like. You can't watch that. Well, like, it was more of it was just her poor voice, and now I've realised it's not that she's she, nervous. She can't the woman just it. has a, a <laughs> no. But there's no denying her in-ring ability is fucking excellent. Aye, um, aye, there's a really good, uh, hard-hitting match from the pair of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pros ends up getting at a Thunder Roses, uh, finisher. Um. And uses her finisher to to, to get the one, uh, and then after mm. we get Mickey James comes out. Mm. Um. And I think the idea was she was just out to congratulate Diana and invite her to some tournament. Oh yeah, NWA is doing an all woman show. Right. Um. So she invites her to a tournament, and Peraza's response was, uh, "I don't need your damn invitation. I take your trash bag and get out of here." Yeah. I was like, oh That's dear. Pretty good. <laughs> yep. And of course they have a scuffle and uh, Mickey James comes out on top so there'll probably be a wee rivalry there. Yep, that'll be your next challenger. Um, but but uh, Thunder Rose is a good good mystery surprise. Ah, that was a brilliant surprise. Uh, aye, it was a very, very good match. Uh, and then on to... What was by far and away the best match? Don't think I would get oh, any, uh, um, the no DQ match for the Empire World Championship between Sammy Callahan and Kenny Omega. Um, I what's the to say about this? It was like oh, 
It wasn't the crazy, moment crazy, it crazy, crazy. started. It was. It was what? Mayhem. Uh, sorry, for the moment it started, it just just mayhem. It was just, it's it was just such a, a very it, it, Callahan. I never really thought about this, but Callahan and Omega have that sort of first step explosiveness, and yeah. the two of them just going at each other was just excellent. Aye, but the oh, uh, do you want to we do we tip of information? Go. Remember, he went for the pizza cutter, and you says, "Oh, he's did the deck gauge." Aye. Right. I was on Callahan's Twitter yesterday, and. Uh, and he says, uh, I think you'll find Nick Gage borrowed it from me. And uh, Gage underneath says, you said you wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I was like, they must know each other well or something. Yeah. That was probably like, uh, that's a pretty fucking real deathmatch. You can be bring out pizza cutters and, um, mm. you know, go into the forehead. Didn't do the mouth thing, though. Um which oh, thank which fuck Gage, Gage likes to do. Uh, uh, a lot of big, nasty-looking spots in in here. Um, mm. I'm trying to remember, did we have, did we have thumbtacks? Oh, we had thumbtacks. The thumb one winged yeah. angel went on to thumbtacks. That's right. Yes, I. Um, we got thumbtacks. There was a bit of barbed wire. Um, yep. And two of the best fan moments of the whole night. What was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. When yeah. Kenny kicks out, the wee single voiced guy going, It's going to take more than that to beat the god of pro wrestling. Yeah, that totally would have been me if I was there. And then everyone shouting, Fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then when Sammy reached under the ring for the chair, there's this single voice going, Oh, shit! <laughs> It was always Sammy bringing out the stuff. So Sammy brought out the peach cutter. He had the barbed wire chair. He brought out the um, the thumbtacks. But like, yep. The rules go is if you bring it out, you're the one taking it. And you'd learn. Uh, it seems to be that though. No, he didn't. He didn't take. Although that. Kenny took the Kenny took the 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 barbed wire chair. Remember? Yeah, yeah. That was a mad spot where Callahan tombstoned him. Yes. Oof. Um. Nuts. But uh, that's maybe that rule only applies to thumbtacks because yeah, the, the thumbtacks come out. Um, Don Cal's interferes, but there's no DQ. Fuck you. Um, yeah, true, true. And then he gets the V couple of V triggers, uh, and then a one winged angel into the thumbtacks. Uh, and yep. don't care who you are, don't care if you're the draw or not. You ain't getting up from that. <laughs> you ain't getting up from that. But I it was a really, really good match. And I got, that's just, mm. that's two guys going to show. It's like, yeah, deathmatch wrestling style isn't all garbage. Uh, and it can yeah. be it can be done well um, and tell a story, which these guys did. Like, you just got the feeling like Sammy was, is fucked off. We see an Omega running around with that belt and really wants mm -hmm. it off him. And that's at least trying everything you can to do it. Um, but Omega's just too good. Uh, yep. And, yeah, what's what's going to take him down? Well, well, it's funny you should say, because after the match... <laughs> after the match, something happened, but we didn't get to see it because it cut off. <laughs> so, yeah, after the match, we have uh, some music hits. Some... Uh, so uh, good brawlers right there. Um, 
and it's uh, it's some familiar bowl club music, and out comes the Switchblade <laughs> Jay White, uh, the the current never open weight champion, um, the guy that took the IWGP heavyweight title off Kenny Omega, um, and he comes out and just stands there for a while. Um, and Kenny Omega and the Good Boards are putting up the two sweet, and then the pay per view cuts off as someone, someone uh, no. was running in. So that was the f- f- uh, Juice Robinson or Finley, or both. That was Finjus who apparently ran out to attack Jay White or something. Yeah. Uh, we don't know really what happened, but and it, Jay, was, Jay it was such an impactful thing yeah. to happen. So uh, they were supposed to attack him before he got a chance to do the the two sweets. So you never know. Mm. And then I think he emptied both of them. <laughs> um, oh, that would make sense. I. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I that but that's the biggest surprise. It's no Okada, but Jay White's still big fucking. That's a big. Yeah. He's a ex IWGP heavyweight champion. He just beat Tanahashi mm. for that never open weight belt. That's that's a that's a good get. Um, that's yeah. that's big time there. Like all respected, like the you know the New Japan guys that have shown up so far. Like you know, fin- mm-hmm. Finjus are great and all, but you know, mm. like, he, so far we've had uh, Finjus, we've had Kojima, and there was a guy El Fantasmo. Yeah, but this but, guy seems to be the big deal. Yeah, he's the leader of the bowl club. Mm. It's like he's he's a he's a main eventer there. Like it's uh, yeah, I'd be interesting to see. Uh, it was a, a, a decent pay per view overall. It got kind of bogged out in the middle there with a few board matches, but I think um, specifically the Ultimate X, uh, Diana Perazzo and and this match definitely made it worthwhile. Oh, I those those were the three highlights definitely. Yeah, and then like. They need rid of us. They just need rid of us. Everything else you'd be like, I was grand, but then you're like, fucking moose. Now I was saying to you before we start recording, do we just hate moose now where it's like, he could be doing the most mean stuff, but we're just blind? Because. I, People seem to love him. I don't get this love for moose. Uh, I just think he's so bland. He's got no personality. His yeah. promos are shocking. Fuck. Uh, so worst, worst in the, the round today, I think. Promos, at least. Oh, aye. Um, I'd rather have Luther cutting a promo. Oh, aye. So I think we should call it a podcast there. We're going a wee bit long this ah, time, but we have extra wrestling to do, so... What do you want from us? That's it. Extra wrestling. But anyway, alright. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week. That is a threat. See you then. Bye. That is a threat. (laughs) Bye.